brother. Psalm 53. I was thinking, I'll try to find that article for you. Uh, brother Henry wrote one one time, all, all these conferences going on. And I was thinking, that's just so much dessert. And we like conferences, and we like TV messages, and we like those things. Don't we? I like carrot cake. I like sweet things. I like dessert. Oh, Brother Henry said, there's time we need meat, and there's time we need milk, but a little bit of salad, a little bit of dessert does as well, too. And, and go through and read like Hosea. And first three chapters, that's so sweet. Oh, it's precious. And then there's about nine chapters of destruction of mourning and carnage and everything else. Isn't it? And at the end, he's still here with a backslide. I'll keep you. Well, I just want to look at verse 1 of Psalm 53 today. But this is very similar to Psalm 14. And someday, I, I pray, we'll look at these side by side. There's just some small differences. And we'll be able to see what they mean and, and, and see our king in these. Why it's recorded twice. But for today, I just want to look at Psalm 53 and just the first verse. If, if it was word for word the exact same as Psalm 14... The Lord just said something twice, <laughs> wasn't it? If he said it once, it's worthy of our attention. It's worthy of our obedience to bow to, submit to. But if he says something twice, we really ought to give our attention to it. We really ought to. Psalm 53, verse 1 says, The fool hath said in his heart, There is no God. Corrupt are they, and have done abominable iniquity. There is none that doeth good. Who are the fools David's writing about? Who are the fools that the Lord has moved David's hand to write about? This is not speaking of people with a low IQ, of a low intellect. Uh, or This is not speaking of people with simple minds that the Lord's given them. He just says that in Psalm 116, the Lord preserveth the simple. It's a good indication for us, isn't it? Something we ought to learn from. This is talking about morality. This, this isn't about intellect. It's about, about what's on the inside of people. Because it says the wicked. The wicked. Those opposing the Lord. Those opposing His gospel. Those opposing His people. Those opposing His word. I know a lot of people, practically, carnally, that are fools. You probably know some too, don't you? One or two, maybe. They might be smart, they might be strong and mighty, they may be respected in the community, but but and I thought of some categories. Business-wise, financial-wise, I know some people that are fools. They are. Like, well, you're smart and strong and a grown-up and you tie your own shoes. What was you thinking? I've heard people before say, you know what, we made this much money. I said, no, you got paid that much money. You have overhead, too, <laughs> Oh, we're going to make this much money. Let's go buy new trucks and houses and boats. And oh, Hold on now. Don't catch the chickens before the eggs hatch. That's foolish, isn't it? And parenting. I've seen some foolish parents. We just love them too much to make them mind. I couldn't bring myself to do that. You love yourself too much. The Lord says things plainly. I recommend doing what he says. <laughs> That's the right way. Well, I could never do that or... They're raising heathens. They're making fools like themselves, ain't they? That's what they're doing. Foolish things. People say, that's how we did it. Well, how'd that work out for you? Didn't work out good, did it? Do what the Lord says. I've seen fools that are married. You all have too. A man's got a good woman. 
She keeps the house as the Lord commands. She raises the children, teaches them to respect their father. I respect my father. You all know that. I talk about him a lot. He died when I was 18. The Lord took him home. Do you know why I respect my father so much and think so highly of him? My mom told me to. You think about that? She told me to. And I did. He had a good woman, didn't he? They're taught to respect their fathers. The man's got a good wife, and she keeps the house, and she raises good children, respects the father, teaches them in the word, and then he leaves her, runs off on her. He's a fool, or vice versa. Woman's got a good man, kind to her, protects her, provides for her. She don't respect, don't have nothing to do with him, and treats him like garbage. She's a fool. We know fools in these ways. This is speaking about those that have been bewitched left to themselves. That's what Paul wrote to the church at Galatia, wasn't it? He said, I marvel that you're so soon removed from him that called you into the grace of Christ unto another gospel. And he said, it ain't another. It ain't just, well, my ass close. We'll just eat on the good parts. That's called death and damnation. How much poison's okay for you to drink? Why you go juggling poison? Leave it alone. Mark it and leave them alone, isn't it? He said in Galatians 3, Oh, foolish Galatians! They're acting like fools, wasn't they? Who hath bewitched you that you should not obey the truth before whose eyes Jesus Christ had been evidently set forth, crucified among you? We came preaching this gospel. We told you plainly, what's wrong with you? Acting like fools. Where does that take place? Does that take place outwardly? Well, carnally, I've looked at those fools, didn't I? That's dumb. Why would you do that? This ain't what it's talking about. This is morally, right? This is internally. It says, Psalm 53, verse 1, The fool hath said in his heart. In his heart. Not out loud. It really would be foolish. When somebody walking up down the street, There's no God! <laughs> I won't stand next to you. Common people know that. Like, you ought not say that out loud. I know us generations just deteriorating faster than the, the clock ticks. Uh, but even in this day and age, some people have a little bit of sense. Notice that. That's what... This happens in the heart. Happens in the heart. That's what Paul said in Romans 10. He said, From the heart a man believeth unto righteousness. Where we get that heart? It's a new heart given to us, isn't it? And with the mouth confessions made unto salvation. But the fool said in his heart. Fool said in his heart. That leaves two ways, doesn't it? Two types of people. Fools and wise. Fools and wise. That's where both prayers came from, those public and affairs. Let's turn over and look at that. Luke 18. Both of those men spoke from their, what was inside of them, plainly. They said the truth. One was a fool and one was wise. Here in Luke 18, verse 9. Speaking of our Lord, he spake a parable unto certain which trusted in themselves that they were righteous and despised others. If I'm doing what's right and I don't like what you're doing is wrong, that's me trusting I'm, I've done right. I am righteous and I'm despising others. Our text back to Psalms 53 says they've done abominable iniquity. In Psalm 14, that twin psalm, it says they are corrupt. They've done abominable works. That's all the good things they thought they were doing. God says it's a stench in my nose. Get away from me. It's all bad. 
But he spake a certain parable to them that trusted themselves that they were righteous, and they despised others. So he gave them a parable. Verse 10. Two men went up into the temple to pray, the one a Pharisee, the other a publican. The Pharisee stood and prayed thus with himself. He said in his heart, God, I thank thee that I'm not as other men are. They're bad, extortioners, unjust, adulterers, or even as this publican, this horrible fellow over here, and he come inside. He's so dirty, he has to sit outside. I ain't like him. I fast twice in the week. I give tithes of all that I possess. That's what was in him. It sounded good, didn't it? He thanked God. So I thank you. I ain't like everybody else. Gave him a little bit of credit, didn't he? Then he said, I, 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 I. But he prayed with himself. And the publican standing afar off would not so much lift up as his eyes into heaven, but smote upon his breast. What's in your breast? That's your heart. Smote on his breast, saying, God, be merciful to me, a sinner. You get tired of reading that? You got memorized and you don't have to look at it no more? I tell you, this man went down to his house justified rather than the other. For everyone that exalteth himself, exalteth himself shall be abased, and he that humbleth himself shall be exalted. One was a fool, and one was wise. What's the difference in the foolish heart and the wise heart? Both saying some things to God, right? Looks good and sounds good on the outside. A heart for the Lord is required. He looks on the heart. It has to be committed to him, adoring him, honoring him in all things, desire him, in love with him, in love with him. That's what he requires, and that's what he gives. How do I know? Turn over to Jeremiah. <clears throat> Jeremiah 17. Isaiah, Jeremiah, Lamentation. Jeremiah 17. You, we can't make our hearts love anything. You can't make yourself like broccoli if you don't like broccoli. <laughs> and thanks be to God, if he puts a heart in us that loves, you can't make it stop. Jeremiah 17, verse 9. The heart is deceitful above all things, and desperately wicked, who can know it? I, the Lord, search the heart. I try the reins, even to give every man according to his way and according to the fruit of his doing. According to that heart that I'm looking at inside of you that nobody else has seen, you ain't got to say it out loud. It's in you. That's the judge of heaven and earth looks at. Terrifying. If you say I'm good, you ain't good. <laughs> I did something a long time ago. I, I punched that card. I'm all right. No, you ain't. God looks on the heart all by yourself. Have you ever been fooled by a wicked heart? I have. I thought I was doing great. <laughs> it was lying to me, and I believed every lie, didn't I? How am I going to get a new heart? Am I going to just muster up and grow some new cells inside of me? Get some stem cells? No. Turn over to Jeremiah 24. This will be precious to you. Jeremiah 24. Verse 4. Again, the word of the Lord came unto me, saying, Thus saith the Lord God, the Lord, the God of Israel, like these good figs, 
So will I acknowledge them that are carried away captive of Judah, whom I have sent out of this place into the land of the Chaldeans for their good. For I will set my eyes upon them for good. I will bring them again into this land. I will build them up and not pull them down. I will plant them and not pluck them up. Who do you think does the work? It's called salvation. He does. <laughs> and my people, I will give them an heart to know me, to love me, that I am the Lord, and they shall be my people, and I'll be their God, for they shall return unto me with their whole heart. Not half-hearted. He ain't the biggest part of a Christian's life, of a, of a saved sinner. Somebody saved by grace, he ain't the biggest part of my life. He's my life. If he's put that heart in me, he gave me the heart. I needed one. That one I had was fooling me and lying to me and foolish. It was fooling me and I was a foolish to it. He gave me a new one and that heart he gives, it ain't half-hearted. The whole heart comes to him because it's his. Who did it? I will. He did it. <laughs> he did it. When he comes into his, from his Zion, the Savior of Israel, Jacob rejoices, doesn't he? Israel rejoices. We're glad. We're glad. What is the means the Lord will use to accomplish this? Man's a fool. I was a fool. And the Lord gave me a new heart. What's the means he uses to do? This is necessary. Do you think it's necessary? It's eternal life and death necessary, isn't it? If I were in need of medicine, if I needed Medicine. I want to learn about the doctor. I want to learn about the pharmacist. I want to know where the pharmacy is. <laughs> right? I need it. I need it. What if you were in need of food? I want to know the hours the restaurant's open. I want to know something about who's cooking there. What kind of food do they have? Physical food we worry about, isn't it? I like a place to give out unlimited salad and breadsticks. <laughs> you'll, you'll find me there. I know that. I've learned it because I need it. Turn over to 1 Corinthians 1. And you can, you can leave a marker there in 1 Corinthians. We'll, I'll make some comments and come back to it. 1 Corinthians 1. Where and how, by, by what means, is the Lord going to put this new heart in his people? Because we were fools in our own hearts, in our own eyes, by ourselves. 1 Corinthians 1, verse 18. For the preaching of the cross... Is to them that perish foolishness. But unto us which are saved, it's the power of God. For it is written, I will destroy the wisdom of the wise. I will bring to nothing the understanding of the prudent. Where is the wise? Where is the scribe? Where is the disputer of this world? Hath not God made foolish the wisdom of this world? For after that, in the wisdom of God, the world by wisdom knew not God. It pleased God by the foolishness of preaching to save them that believe. A guy's going to stand up on his hind two legs, read the word of God, give the sense of the text, and then in the, in the miracle that he declared the preaching of the gospel was, he's going to work in his people and put a heart in them. It, in spite of this worthless, broken earthen vessel that's standing here. Verse 22, for the Jew requires a sign. You need to show me some proof. And the Greek seeks after wisdom. Is this the most efficient way we could be doing this? 
What's the best way we could be doing it? Well, you know what? We could get a satellite. And I'll tell you what we could do. We could run ads, and we can get us a billboard, and we could start doing this. And that'd be fine. Do those things. We ought to buy a satellite and put this all over the world. But it's not a system, is it? But we preach Christ crucified. Unto the Jews a stumbling block, and unto the Greeks foolishness, but unto them which are called, both Jew and Greek, Christ the power of God, the wisdom of God. He's our wisdom. He's our wisdom. Everything the old heart says yes to, the new heart says no to. And vice versa too. Everything that new heart says, that's good. Oh, yes, yes, Lord. That old nature says no. It's almost like there's a war going on inside of what it is. That old heart directs the tenor of a person's life. And that new heart does too. When the Lord puts a new heart in smite, we ain't foolish no more because Christ is our wisdom. And that, that affects your decision making and that affects how you write your budget for the time. <laughs> affects everything, doesn't it? Everything. I used to tell my mom I'd stop by and eat and, and have to leave and always had something important to do. And I'd say, I hate to eat and run. And she'd say, if you hate it that bad, you wouldn't do it. I just wish I had time to worship God. You would. <laughs> that's all there is to it. You would. If that's a hard to put in, you would. For as he thinketh in his heart, so is he. That's what Solomon wrote. You want to do that? You will. You will. The fool hath said in his heart, there is no God. There is no God. We learned a little bit about the fool. We learned a little bit about the heart, old and new. But what does it say? In our text, it says there is no God. There is is in italics. That means the translators added that to help us understand stuff. So when you see italics, read it with the italics, and then maybe go back and read it without it. Sometimes we need the italics because there's a translation. Other times you can do without it. Leave the italics in for a minute. A fool. Though more than often they're very well educated. <laughs> they say there is no God. So many times, the, the, the more, it seems like the more education you get, the further from these things you, you go. And I am not against higher education. What was that woman, that, the prophetess for uh, Josiah? She was at the college. <laughs> I'm not against higher education. But that will not be what brings you to true wisdom. If there's ever a young person, a young man, and the Lord's raising them up to be a preacher, uh, and, and you got a GI bill. Whatever, you got free education. Don't go to seminary. It ain't going to do you no good or do you harm. You find you a faithful gospel preacher and get in his hip pocket. That's good advice. I pray the Lord makes somebody heed that. But stay away from that stuff. It ain't going to do you no good. But it's easy whenever these things, a fool, educated, uneducated, whatever, there is no God. You're lying. <laughs> you know better, don't you? You know better. Man knows better. Creation proves it. That's plain to think that somebody just blindly closes their eyes on a daily basis and spins that dial on every chemical reaction that's ever occurred at all times ever, and it just happens to get us to here. That takes more faith than saying that God did everything. <laughs> that's ridiculous. But it's easy to preach against atheists, isn't it? That's low-hanging fruit. The sheep say, that's right. God says that it's right. Goats say that it's right too. But a sheep will know 
that it's God that keeps me from willing, willfully denying him. A goat just says, that's wrong or right. You're a fool. I ain't. I got it right. I'm looking down my nose at you. But surely people ought to know there's a God. What did James say? Thou believest that there's one God? You do well. The devils also believe and tremble. They knew those things, and they tremble too. They, these people ain't even trembling. Another note that need to be said, you children, you young people, you go to school, and you have to learn about evolution. Learn it, pass the test, get the right answer, and move on. You hear me? When I was in college, I wrote a 10-page uh, paper on vampires. Let me tell you something. In case, there's, in case there's confusion, I don't believe in vampires, okay? <laughs> Just pass the test and go on. Don't argue with a fool. Those that are foolish, they'll bring you down to their level and they'll beat you with experience, an old friend told me. That's so. You don't argue the gospel. You don't debate the gospel. Uh, you declare it. You declare it. God says it. I don't believe it. Okay. You will. Hold your breath. To believe there's no God is to believe that everything in this book is false. To believe that there's no God is to believe that there's this whole world ran, ran on random chances and random chemical reactions and that mankind is completely self-regulated and that mankind is completely self-restrained. There's no salvation. There's no eternity. And we're all just a bunch of wild animals. That's a frightening place to live. That's a frightening place to live. For you bigger children, take the italics out. You young children too. The fool hath said in his heart, no God. No. No God. No God for me. I'm just fine. That's one way of looking at it. I don't look at it several ways. That's a common response, isn't it? You invite somebody to come to services. Why don't you come, come church with me? Come to church with me. I'm fine. I'm good. Thanks, though. Thanks. Though. I'm appreciate. I'm, I'm. I'm okay. What are they saying? No God for me. No God for me. You still in First Corinthians one? Look at verse twenty six. For you see your calling, brethren, how that not many wise men after the flesh, not many mighty, not many noble are called. Well, Queen Victoria said, I'm thankful for the word or the letter M. She said, Not any noble, not many noble. God hath chosen the foolish things of the world. That's what we were. I, was, I remember being five years old and tempting God. I was a fool. That's where He found me. And then I grew up and I had grave clothes all over me being a fool. God has chosen the foolish things of this world to confound the wise. God has chosen the weak things of the world to confound the things which are mighty. The base things of the world and the things which are despised hath God chosen, yea, and the things which are not, they're nothing, to bring to nothing the things that are, that no flesh should glory in his presence. But of him are ye in Christ Jesus who of God has made unto us wisdom and righteousness and sanctification and redemption, that according as it is written, he that glorieth, let him glory in the Lord in all things. No matter, he's going to get the glory. You ain't. Man ain't. A fool says they have their own wisdom, not that Christ is their wisdom. 
Paul was telling those Romans about how the creation of God, just, just in regular creation, just in this world, it, it declares God's might. But the foolish heart was darkened, he said. He says, they're professing themselves to be wise. They became fools. And they changed the glory of the uncorruptible God into an image made like unto a corruptible man. They put it in their terms. And to birds and four-footed beasts and creeping things. And whereof God also gave them up to uncleanness through the lust of their own hearts. That was the heart that was in them. That's what, when the Lord hardened hearts. Some of y'all may not have heard this before. Or you didn't hear it the first time. You ever see a concrete truck? You're in construction. What's concrete truck doing? Spinning. Why does it spin? Because the nature of concrete, when you stop working in it, you leave it alone, it hardens. That's a foolish heart that we were born with. Lord hardened Pharaoh's heart. By what? Stop spinning him. He gave him over to themselves. A fool puts trust in their own righteousness. Paul says they're being ignorant, they're foolish of God's righteousness, and they go about themselves to establish their own righteousness. They've not submitted themselves to the righteousness of God. If you're trying to clean up your own cup and drink your own cup, you ain't submitted to his cup. The fool tries and trusts to sanctify themselves. For by one offering he hath perfected forever them that are sanctified. Those that are set apart for his using. Those that are made holy because they're his. He's done that. A fool's going to go about trying to do it themselves. A fool thinks they can redeem themselves. You take a child to the store and you teach them to redeem things. You teach them how to buy stuff. You say, here's money. Here's the total. And then you hand the money to the person. Maybe start teaching them math. Teach them how to do that. They're doing that, ain't they? Teach them how to buy things. They're the one buying it. That's not what he's talking about. Peter said, for as much as you know, you were not redeemed with corruptible things as silver and gold from your vain conversations received by the traditions of your fathers. That's a good example. That's how we always did it. You may want to see how the Lord says it. <laughs> but with the precious blood of Christ as of a lamb without blemish and without spot. No God for me. A fool said that. No wisdom for me. I'm, I'm smart. No righteousness for me. I can do something good. No sanctification for me. I can clean up myself. I can make myself more holy. God says that's a fool. Finally, in providence, the fool hath said in his heart, Oh, God, you ever been foolish? Oh, Lord, no. Don't let this happen. He's done it. I need to bring some messages on the sovereignty of God. But all things are of him. All things are by him and for him and through him. He does it all. 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 That's a sovereign God on his throne. It's for his glory and it's for our good. All things. I wish I could remember that every time something happened. You drop a cup. I can't hold on to cups anymore. I consciously think squeeze that. I broke several coffee cups. I was like, oh no. Lord wanted that cup broke. I don't go purposefully throwing cups on the ground. That's his doing. He's done it. All Everything. He's a sovereign God over everything. I, I was 16 years old. I started telling my buddies. You know the difference between straight fries and curly fries? Does that have an eternal consequence to it? <sighs> straight fries and curly fries. Who cares? Go through drive through get you something? Well, if there's a curly fry, you want curly fries. And it got hung on the side of that cup. And that little fella had to shake that thing and get that fry to go in that cup. Hands it to you. 
and then you pull out, and then a, red, a tractor trailer runs red light and kills you. Well, God's plan's out the window. That's ridiculous. Lord ain't going to be defeated by a curly fry. He's on his throne. He controls all things, and he rules all things. A-double-L. Remember that. All. I need to remember it, too. We hear of natural disasters, tsunamis. There's floods over. I'm thankful for our engineering and our codes in this country. They have a tiny earthquake in another country. kills thousands of people. Thank you, Lord, for building codes. Uh, but it wipes out 25,000 people. Oh, no, that's terrible. Dams breaking there in northern Africa, wiping people out in the ocean. Oh, that's terrible. Fires come. That God sent. Shame that needs to be said, this word. He did it. He did it. Crime. Oh, there's crime everywhere. Massive death tolls. Cancer diagnosis. That's a common one, isn't it? They got cancer. Oh, no. I'll say good. God did it good. Amos 3.6 says, Shall a trumpet be blown in the city and the people not be afraid? Shall there be evil in a city and the Lord hath not done it? This is the Lord's doing. This is the Lord's doing. He's orchestrated this. Oh, Jonathan Edwards, somebody had asked him about that verse. And he said, I said, this is the Lord, the author of sin. He said, if by the author of sin, you mean he's the sinner, the agent, the actor of sin, or the doer of a wicked thing, it would be a reproach and blasphemy to suppose God be the author of sin. In this sense, I utterly deny God to be the author of sin. He went on to say, but if he's the permitter of sin, and at the same time a disposer of the state of events in such a manner, he, he, he controls all this in such a manner for a wise, holy, most excellent end and purpose that that sin, if it be permitted, for the benefit of his people and for his glory, he said, I will most certainly and infallibly follow him. <laughs> He's done. This ain't just a, 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 a almighty. This is a holy, sovereign God on his throne, the judge of all the earth. He shall do right. He shall do right. I've said that before, Kimberly, with some physical things. People say, that's, that's horrible. That's too bad. I hate that that happened. God did it. You're too young. No, you ain't. <laughs> Lord did that. It's right. No, we weep. That's another thing I'll bring up to. That old general got shot in the leg back in the 1700s, and his men was outside the tent, and they loved their leader, and they heard him moaning and crying, ah, and crying out, just getting the bullet out of him. And he come out of that tent, and they stitched him up, and they, they said, we're so sorry that happened. Oh, we wished it would have never happened. And they said, we heard you crying. And he said, it happened on purpose. God sent that bullet. And he said, the Lord's children, if you ever write things down, it's be a good time to do it. The Lord's children, they are permitted to groan, but never murmur. We're permitted to groan. It, it hurts. There's pain. We cry. <laughs> but not murmur. God did it. He's the doer thereof. He's the doer thereof. That's what Nebuchadnezzar came to say. He said, all the inhabitants of the earth are reputed as nothing. And he doeth according to his will in the army of heaven and among the inhabitants of the earth. And none can stay his hand or say unto him, what doest thou? Isaiah said, yea, before the day was, he's told Isaiah, yea, before the day was, I am he, and there is none that can deliver out of my hand. I will work, and who shall let it? He's the doer thereof. A fool said no. A fool said no. I don't want to be foolish. That brings reproach on the gospel, doesn't it? If I was running around this town scared to death and scared of every little boogeyman that's behind every shadow and everything else, that brings reproach on the gospel. I don't want to do that. 
I want to know he's on his throne and tell people he's on his throne. This is the Lord's doing. I met some people that are not fools in this world. <laughs> they know there is a God. They know their old heart. And they knew that new heart that Lord gave. And that he's the giver and he's the keeper of that heart. And that whole heart's for him wholly and solely. And that new heart says and declares and only it. Yes, Lord, not no God. Yes, God. And it says, your will be done. Your will be done. Be with me. It asks for some things. It petitions for some things. But it says, your will be done. Let's read the rest of it and get to the end. Press this song. The fool has said, Psalm 53, 1. The fool has said in his heart, No, God. Corrupt are they, and have done abominable iniquity. There is none that doeth good. God looked down from heaven upon the children of men to see if there was any that did understand, that did seek God. What did David say? He said, I'll seek you when you say seek me and I'll seek you. <laughs> you say seek me and I'll seek you with everything in me, Lord. I, was, I didn't understand. I didn't seek him. Every one of them has gone back. They're all together become filthy. There's none that doeth good. No, not one. That's what Paul said in Romans 3.12, wasn't it? Have the workers of iniquity no knowledge? Who eateth up my people as they eat bread? Have they not called upon God? There were they in great fear, where no fear was. That's what the wicked flee when no man pursueth, Solomon said. For God hath scattered the bones of him that encampeth against thee. Thou hast put them to shame, because God hath despised them. That's right. Yes, Lord. Yes. Oh, that the salvation of Israel were come out of Zion. That's all that's around us. I pray for those. The Lord has some people out in this place that are fools, just like I was. And how's he going to get a new heart in them through preaching the gospel? <laughs> Ain't it? But oh, that the salvation of Israel will come out of Zion. Oh, we saw Christ high and lifted up. When God bringeth back the captivity of his people, when this happens, when he brings back the captivity of his people, when he puts a new heart in one, the heavens rejoice when, some, when the Lord saves somebody on this earth. And then when that final day comes, when we go home, Jacob shall rejoice and Israel shall be glad. He shall be glad. Do you want to go to the one that's the doer of it? <laughs> that's not foolish. What did he say? Trust in him and you shall not be ashamed. You ain't going to be a fool. You ain't going to be a fool. Wait on him. Trust him. Bow to him. Be a good thing, one day. All right, brother Mike.